Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We were so happy this week because we had a lovely guest who came to my house for lunch with me and Jane, Arthur Parkinson. Arthur has his own podcast with Sarah Raven, where they both talk about growing and arranging flowers. If you don't know Arthur, you should give him a follow on Instagram too, as he grows all kinds of beautiful flowers and he also keeps chickens, who he loves. It was so nice to have him over. Got the microphone in the middle and we've got Jane and Arthur and Lenny and we are saying, it's like we're having a seance. Mm. <laughs> Welcome Arthur, are you receiving us? <laughs> Welcome Arthur, sorry it's a bit of a crazy old world. <laughs> no, I love it, I feel like all the pixies are here and everyone's here now. Oh we are, yeah. I, I, th- those flowers, are they from you Arthur? They are, they've been bought from Sussex this morning. They're absolutely beautiful. Can you can you describe what they are? Well, I bought us a bouquet. We'll have to divide it up so you can take some home, Jane. Um, it's of... We'll wrestle for them. Yeah, mm. they're all dahlias, but they're dahlias that I bought deliberately because they're all good for bees. Oh, wow. And you can see that because if you look at the middles, you can see all the lovely sexy bits, which are the anthers and the stamens, mm. which are full of the nectar and pollen. Yeah. Um, and the scent's coming from this pelagonium, which is Atra Roses, and it's a scented one. Mm, Atra Roses, I've not heard of that mm. before. And I bought it thinking of you, because I know you want ideas for pots. Yes. Yeah. And if you want something that's really easy care for pots, and, and you know, a small pot window box, this is fantastic. Oh, right, OK. Um, and it has a small pink flower that the bees like, but it's scented. Mm. And you just leave it in the winter, it goes brown, and then you leave it, and then in May you give it a good haircut and it comes back. Lovely. And what what are these? That is verbena. Oh, that is verbena. Bonariensis. Right. Um, And I see there's a bit of buddleia in there as well. Buddleia, a dwarf Mm. buddleia called buddleia indigo buzz. (laughs) Which, unlike all the flower ones, which we love in the car parks, it flowers until September. Yeah. So it's a very long source of nectar for everybody. Yeah. Um, So that's a a completely bee-loving bouquet, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, it is. Well, how did your career in container planting evolve? Well, I've always come from a small place with small gardens with nowhere to dig. And my mum always had pots by the door. And then the more I grew up, the more I loved colour. And my nan Min, who lived up the road, she had a big garden, a long garden with hedges and herbs, and she grew vegetables. This is in Nottingham? Yeah, in Nottingham. Um, But then I started really loving cut flowers suddenly. I remember saying, can I grow some sweet peas? And I remember saying, well, you can't eat them, so why on earth do you want to grow them? But Mm. I just get a satisfaction from flowers that that I've never got from veg. Mm. I I find veg, I don't know, veg I find tricky, but flowers I just find very fulfilling and easier. Um, And I love that you're painting a picture with colour. Well, you're a true artist, aren't Mm. you? I love all your chicken... Oh, the hens. The hens, yeah. Well, I suppose they got me into gardening, really, because my mum used to have breakdowns over the hens ruining the garden. 
Oh. When I used to let the hens out. Right. And they'd just eat every single wallflower that she'd just planted. Mm, that's like me. Yeah. Um, so that made me want to garden and defend the plants. And mm. then the more I was doing that, the more I got interested in the plants. So the chickens are really the base of me getting into the garden. All right. Yeah. So interesting. What sort of containers do you use, Arthur? Well, traditionally... Until this summer, which has been so hot, I loved dolly tubs and old cattle troughs and metal. What are dolly tubs? They they call them peggy tubs um, as well because it's what they used to wash everything in. Oh right, I know. Jane, you should so, know about that. Yes, I do know. Yeah, yeah. So yes. they're, they're quite attractive. <laughs> I still use one. Yeah. One of them I pretend I don't know. <laughs> well, we all should be still using them. They're much better for the environment. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they were like the old washing machines that yeah. have now become vintage objects. And when I was just starting getting interested in gardening, they were quite cheap, but now they're about 100 quid. Oh, right. Well, I didn't even realise you could still get hold yeah, of them. Yeah. Uh, on eBay. Been got rid of. Yeah. Um, but I also like to use the old dustbins that the poor dustbin men used to have to literally get off the backs and chuck into the dustbin lorry. Mm. Um, but this summer's been so hot, at 7 o'clock at night, all these metal containers have been cooking because of the heat yeah. so with climate change I'm not sure what we'll have to start to use for pots um, mm. so they can resist hot summers mm. so it's, it's interesting what um, about pot pots like terracotta yeah I, I, I love terracotta but equally we could get really cold winters couldn't we so all these really posh long toms that we all love they could start cracking oh things. right so yeah. it's, it's a, a vicious cycle yeah. really, isn't it um, so I think lining things is important so we're looking at um, hessian lining for the metal pots so the heat can't penetrate the soil in the middle mm-hmm. um, and obviously terracotta getting it raised above the floor in the winter right uh-huh. aha yeah. that's main, the secret yeah. is it yeah. the main thing people ask me is do my pots have holes in and yes every pot needs a hole in it because mm. then the water can drain away now because um, I've got a few house plants not that mm. many house plants and um, and they're going there's some a, a little bit brown on the leaves and I don't they're in they're in a, a, a sort of pot but I put um, some uh, kitchen roll um, underneath them. Yeah. Is that a bad thing to do? It's it's a good it's a good thing to do to help store the water in the summer if you're going away for a long weekend. Mm. But you do want to make sure that the excess water can drain away because nothing wants to have a soggy bottom. I know that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? But on my floors because I don't want them going on my floors. Yeah. so it's a tricky one. I'm not good with house plants. Really, mm. my mum loves a house plant. I I call them dust collectors. I'd rather have a yeah, vase of flowers. Yeah, um, I'm not very good with house plants. Yeah, I take mine outside if ever I have to water them because I live with someone who's an interior designer and I've already stained quite a few surfaces Ooh. and ruined piles of World of Interior magazines and all sorts. So I've learned to take them out outside for the afternoon to water them and let them drain and then they come back in. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll do that. In but it's more effort, isn't it? But yeah, I could have. I've ruined too many precious things. Okay, right. That's good advice. Thank you, Arthur. How did you um, meet up with Sarah Raven, who you do your podcast with? Sarah came into my life because I just remember noticing her books, um, which were just full of colour and like Willy Wonka style, big characters, like like basically an ab fab wardrobe, you mm. know, what Bubble mm. would wear. Yeah. All those colours and mm. shapes and... Christine Dior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le, Le Croix. Le Croix. Mm, We've not yeah. done a Le Croix, Le oh. Croix collection, actually. It's difficult to say one. these things, isn't it? Yeah. Le, Le Croix. Croix. Christine Dior. Le Croix. Mm, Le Croix. But that, that's how I noticed Sarah. And then I was living in London and I was desperate to go and visit this garden that I was reading about. So I got the train down to um, a station called Stonegate and walked to Sarah's garden from there. And she kind of just adopted me on the spot. Really? Um, yeah. 
We both just clicked. Just, yeah, just clicked. Mm. Um, and before I knew it, I was doing arrangements for her. And now we're at a stage where I get to put chill and there's a big list of everything. And I do the, these arrangements, which are new collections of things all the time. And then Sarah goes out to Holland and identifies the dahlias in these huge fields that are being grown on trial, mm-hmm. which are then grown commercially, you know, because you end up with a small patch of dahlia tubers in the breeder fields. And then you say to them, well, we want that one. And they say, OK, we'll bulk it up. So that takes several years. Well, actually, Arthur, there's a lad, somebody's doing something with ladders next door. They're not being burgled. I don't know, maybe they're coming to kidnap you so they can adopt you. (laughs) They'd probably bring me back after five minutes. Um, So how easy were you to adopt then? I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, because me and Jane, we need a helper, don't we, Jane? We'd like to adopt you onto our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure she... Well, I mean, I'm a free agent, not signed any forms. Oh, okay. So you can can share me, maybe. Hmm. And what sort of... uh, You know, when you're doing these arrangements, what Mm -hmm. sort of people are you doing the arrangements for? Are they posh? Well, I mean, no, they're for everybody. I mean, the nice thing about a dahlia is once you've bought it, mm. if you look after it, that plant is perennial. It will come back year on year mm. and it will get bigger. So it's an initial investment with buying a collection of dahlia tubers. Once you've got them in the ground, if you can get them through the winter and save them from the slugs in the spring, mm. you'll have them every year and that small plant will become a massive, you know, almost the size of a dinner table if you let it. Oh, amazing. And then you can lift it, divide the tubers up, make more plants or give them to friends. Mm-hmm. So the investment in some plants, it seems a lot, but it's worth it because they do get bigger and bigger. Yeah, you've got dahlias, haven't yeah. you, Esther, in, yeah. in your allotment? Mm-hmm. And you're my friend, so I could give some to you. What I've got a bit sick of lately is this perfection, which I think... Yeah. Instagram fuels Um, I mean I can't wait to see your allotment I love walking through allotments to be honest because it's a garden but at the same time it's very real I love the ruggedness and you know the piles of crap and stuff that should be in a skip but it's not and Oh, he's going to love my nettles, allotment. Esther's yeah. <laughs> I mean, allotment is amazing. Yeah. No, it's I'm sure, not. I'm sure it's it is. Honestly, it's beautiful. It's yeah, it be. and, yeah. and the surrounding allotments But that's the problem. I think mess is beautiful. But when you go to Chelsea Flower Show, you're never going to see the type of mess that really is beautiful. It's all... I thought this year, though, Chelsea had gone lean, was leaning more towards the wild garden. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm yet to see a lovely big cattle trough full of nettles. Yeah. Which, is what, which is what I'd love to see a bit more. Oh, and, oh God, I feel yeah. sad when I say that, because it is, you know, oh, God, I always start crying, Arthur, you'll have to forgive me, but... You, you cry on every episode, so it's no, nothing new. You know, it is difficult in this world where... <laughs> it's so... Is it turned into the Trisha Goddard show? It has Don't worry, Arthur, she does cry on every yeah. episode. It is difficult. Isn't it like when you're saying that? Like, I'd like to see a, a pot full of nettles. Mm. You know, maybe you could even, you know, trim them in the hairstyle that you want. But yeah, you know, it's like with this sort of Instagram thing, we all want to say, I mean, even people who look at our Instagram, you know, they don't see us crying about our mums dying, do they? And the grief that we've mm. suffered. And people like don't really see that on jolly things. You've got to sort mm. of present this thing, and it's the same for plants, isn't it? You don't see like. You know, well, you do see some of the bent turnips and the carrots with three legs, but, you know, you see things that are perfect, don't you, like, you know? Well, in supermarkets, everybody wants a perfect carrot, don't they? I know. I've heard they're doing bags, though, of imperfect things this season. Are they? 
Apparently, yeah. I've got something imperfect to show you. Should I bring it in? Oh, yes, Dan. Not that again. You like babies, Arthur? You like babies, Arthur? Um, if they're under the age of five and can't talk much... Here you are, then. Oh, my goodness me, look at that. Isn't that good? to hold it. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a squash. Squash. Oh, it's even got a little face oh, it's there. It's a heavy little bubba. <laughs> is it a squash? Is it yeah. a trom- It's um, It's called a candy roaster. Candy oh, wonderful roaster. name. I know, it's good, isn't Sounds it? Sounds like it belongs in Soho. Yeah. Yeah, it's breaking at the box. It's, yeah. it's quite a... It's a bomb of a thing, isn't it? I know. Is it heavy? It is. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could certainly do a workout a Instagram hard video with it. Yeah. All right then. Well, we're not having this squash for lunch, unfortunately. I was going to cook it, but I couldn't bring myself to cut it in half. Mm. So we'll. We've got some aubergines instead. Oh, and, you know. What sort of aubergines? Um, well, I've breaded them. Ooh. And with a bit of tomato sauce, because mm-hmm. there's so many tomatoes on the allotment. Mine haven't been great, but Catherine gave me a load at the weekend. Um, we've got some pickled cabbage that Tom made. Mm. We've got some broccoli with a bit of garlic. And for afters, we've got a plum cake with rosemary Ooh. and pine nuts. I can smell that. Honestly, just get stuck in with this. I'm going to serve it to you, yeah? That's beautiful. I hope it's okay. Mm. It's one of G, G, uh, is that too much for you? So that's red peppers, yeah. is it, and tomatoes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been growing a lot of, like, Turkish peppers, but I didn't know they were quite spicy and I didn't know whether to put them in, so... Mm. All right, spicy. Um, so this is cold, but it should be hot, but never mind. Mm. It's just broccoli with a bit of garlic. Mm. I think it's mm. like... Oh, it's so colourful. Is it Lacroix? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Crew, Lacroix. 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 Giant hands. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's one of our producers and he's here today recording the sound. He's got giant hands. So, um, yeah, so I grew the red cabbages. Well, my friend, my neighbour gave me these cabbages and I'd never grown them in the polytunnel before. So oh. I started growing them and they grew so big. And then my neighbour said, oh, those, those aren't going to work in there. They looked like they were flowering. And so I pulled two of them up and then they all worked perfect. Oh, I was can't keep me and Tom keep saying I wish that they'd been we didn't pull the other two up, but we're gonna grow them again next year. Are they a winter veg? You plant them in spring, early spring, about mm. March. Coming up now. Um, These aubergines are so fantastic. Mm. They're good. Mm, what's in them again? Bread, bread breadcrumbs and cheese. Um so it's just breaded um aubergines. Mm. So again, I've grown aubergines this year. Mm. I've had always, sometimes I've looked with aubergines, but other years not. Mm. So only this year, I only got two aubergines. Really? I was a bit disappointed, yeah. Two? Two. Because um, one of the first times I came and had dinner with you, you made a delicious parmigiana. That was the night that you made the egg. Oh, yeah. What was it that you made? Oh, Arthur might have liked that, because you like eggs, don't mm. you? Mm. 
What was it again? It was a custard, but mm. I used 12 eggs. Mm. Wow. Jane said it was, it was very eggy. <laughs> we both felt really sick afterwards. Yeah, I don't like raw eggy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was too many eggs. Mm. I over-egged it, and mm. James never let me mm. get that. Mm. But the parmigiana was wonderful, and I remember that distinctly. Yeah. Mm. So you know your chickens, Arthur? Mm. Have they all got, every single one got its own name? N no, yeah. the, the, the ones that have got names are the ones that have come to me and have got characters or a story. Mm -hmm. So Claudia, mm. she arrived through Facebook, someone just messaged me saying, I've lost all my hens to rats and I've got mm. one hen left oh, and God. I've, you know, I've seen you, how lovely your chickens have looked after, would you please have her? Mm. So this sweet little boy got out of his dad's car on the drive holding this beautiful little blue Pekin, which is like a little ball of feathers with feathered feet. And she was traumatised because all her pen mates had been killed overnight by mm. these rats. Oh my God. And this little boy, you know, he, he handed me this hen and I just thought, oh, this is so sweet. And mm. interestingly, Claudia, named yeah. after Claudia Winkleman, I don't yeah. know why, mm. um, she'd been kept in their garden with pugs pug dogs mm -hmm. and I think the dogs must have given her a lot of confidence and made her very you know confident with people because mm -hmm. you can just literally pick her up and take her anywhere yeah I've had Claudia on the train she comes with me to talks if I do a talk about chickens mm -hmm. and she's more like a dog than a hen basically mm -hmm. she's just very you know if she was here now she'd just be on the chair and she'd just be you know preening and purring away mm -hmm. but you know most of my hens don't have names um just because I've not been involved, as involved with them, you know, yeah, it's the yeah. ones that come in the house and a bit like how you were saying, yours yeah, sat on yeah. the pancakes, it's the ones that want that human interaction. Yeah. Um, mm. So no, I'm, I'm I'm very soft with my girls, but I'm not, I don't want them to be like hand-tamed pets really, I don't, yeah. I don't love animals in the house to be honest, yeah. that's what I like about chickens, there's the attachments and then the independence yeah. they don't want to be with you all the time mm. you can put them down and then they just think oh well he's sodded off i can just be a chicken now mm. for the rest of the day mm. they're not going to start pulling the feathers out like a cockatiel would or mm. yeah so um you know i've got a question for you because so well, you know these hens particularly miss cluckles and tina they were mm. our first hens and then we added and then it all went wrong mm. um and tina was a lovely hen but she was a bit she ate a frog once and she was a bit greedy and yes. she was quite full mm. on. Anyway, <laughs> so I used to work in the school at the time and I used to do a thing called Chicken News. Oh. And all the kids loved it and every day I'd go and I'd say, oh, today Miss Cluckles went off in a rocket into space and, you know, wrapped her in some tin foil and off she went and the kids used to listen and they loved it. And I used to say, and, you know, Tina went to school on her bicycle mm. and anyway, one day... I decided to take Tina into school. Mm -hmm. I think it was a terrible mistake. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I took her down the corridor and everyone was shouting, Tina and Chicken yeah, News. Mm. Anyway, the next day, I took her in and uh, we'd had a school Chicken trip news. to visit them at home <laughs> here. The school trip had been to the garden. Well, lovely. But then when I took Tina in and this shark, and she went really hot. Mm. She was yeah. sweating. She was sweating yeah. cobs, Arthur. Mm. That's not in my expression. Mm. Oh, we say sweating cobs as well. Do you? Mm. Anyway, this hen was sweating cobs. Mm. And when I got home, she obviously, I think, oh, I knew I'd, it was bad. And then the next day, she laid 
a dinosaur egg. Really? It was the oh, biggest wow. egg you've ever seen mm. and it was all swirly and whirly. Oh. And mm. after that, she never laid another egg. How amazing! Gosh. She was traumatised. Yeah. Mm. School well, trauma. Why, why did she lay that egg like that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite often linked to stress, I think, odd eggs. Mm. But interesting that she never laid again. Esther, sorry, I've still got a mouthful of food. <laughs> um, with this searing heat this summer, mm. I just wondered how you'd, you'd coped with, you know, you were talking about your tomatoes and mm -hmm. maybe that you're not giving them a, as much attention as you would normally. Well, how have you coped with this heat and, you know, sort of keeping things watered? Mm. Well, I did find it really hard, to be honest. And sort of like, you know, with the allotment, I just sort of gave up a bit, you know. And so I found it really difficult um, and I tried to grow this meadow in my garden mm. um, but you know it was just everything was very difficult and so yeah. moving forward you know it's like thinking um, about well I've got this sedum green roof and I was thinking oh maybe some more sedums and stuff like that on the patio because nothing survived on the patio because it was like 90 no. degrees mm, mm. so I thought oh well, maybe I'll just give up with normal plants on the patio and try and get a few more like just sedums and succulents which I could overwinter in the polytunnel up at the allotment and then bring them out and yeah. put them on the patio in the in in the summer, but I don't know. What do you think, Arthur? Well, I think the problem's going to be is how hard the winter's going to be. Mm. It's like what you just said. Mm. It's okay if you've got a polytunnel, you can stash all these tender things mm. in. Mm. If we choose to fill our gardens up with all these really tender stuff and then we're in Siberian Arctic by November, mm. it's going to cost us the earth, isn't mm. it? Do you year? think we are going to be, though? Who knows? Do you think we're going to have milder winters as, as a result? Well, I, I hope so, but I think with, with a lot of plants, the, the wet will be damaging, mm -hmm. these wet winters, and then if you get a really cold spell for a dahlia in a pot, that means that the whole tube just goes to mush. Yeah. Because the wet kills a lot more things than cold does. If you right. think about, you know, dahlias come from Mexico, where it's mm -hmm. really cold at night, but actually it's bone dry. Mm. But combine that cold with the wet, a lot of these lovely exotic things aren't evolved to cope. Um, but I think it, I, lo I love the the reason I bought you those pelagoniums was something like that can become a sort of posh house plant over the winter. Mm. You know, you can mm. pot it up, cut yeah. it back, bring it in, then put it back out in mid-May, mm. um, or just leave it outside. And yeah. was, the key thing with a lot of tender plants, salvias, pelagoniums, is not to cut them back until the spring is properly here. Yeah. Because if you leave all the foliage on things, it acts like a duvet. Mm. If you if you if you go out in your garden in November and think, oh, I'm going to clean everything up and cut everything back, you basically expose the plant's heart to the cold. But if you can leave all that old foliage on, it bizarrely insulates the plant's body, if you like. Oh, it is me. I'm always yeah. like cleaning. I know, and it, I'm the same. Because, like, when I was taught to garden, it was like... I mean, I, I really... I really almost, a bit like, you get emotional when I think of my garden training because it was so much about treating the garden like it was a kitchen, you know, mm. clean everything away, leaf blower, rake, things. And actually, we all know now that's the worst thing for bees mm. and insects. Yeah. You know, that they're saying that leaf blowers kill, what is it, every insect within a, a mile radius or something because mm. of the petrol and the fierceness of the wind. And so it's amazing now in the past two years, all this stuff's come to light. Yeah. 
Um, but there's some amazing people flying the flag for insect-friendly mm. gardening, like Nigel Dunnett, who's mm. done the Super Bloom at the Tower of London this year. Yeah. Um, I, I've not been able to go and see that. Have mm. you seen it? No, I mean, um, I, I went. I was going to go and see it, but then my friend went and I think it had all died so all out. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> so all that's dead. probably good for the insects, yeah. isn't it? If we can mm. all... We need to retune our eyes, don't mm. we, to the beauty of seed heads and decay and... Yeah. But it's a hard thing to do. I know. Well, if you want a pristine, it's like you're saying, everybody yeah, wants perfect. everybody wants alive and beautiful. Mm, and, mm. But with nature, you've got to have a bit of both yeah. for it to survive, haven't you? I think that's why this year I thought I'm going to try and save all my seed heads because mm. as I go along a bit more, I mean, obviously I haven't had... Because I took my turf up last year, this spring. Mm. Um, some of it was successful, but it's still in progress, you know. Is so, this your meadow? Yeah, in the garden. I bought you some seeds for that. Oh. That you can sprinkle now. Oh, great. Um, have you heard of Cerinthi Major? No. Honeywort is called. Oh. It's a common name. Yeah. And if you sow it now, it... You can take some back as well because it does well in oh, pots. Actually, I think I know what you mean. And the mm. bees love it. It's got it, a don't little they? like bluey purple bell. I've grown that because it's also I grew it as um, on the allotment. I grew it as a green. Mm. It's a green manure as well, isn't it? I some, yeah, I think well, some people might treat, but I, I find mm. it very ornamental. Yeah. Um, and it's called honeywort because each bell is full of nectar. And Ooh, if you yeah. sow it now in September time. It germinates over winters, almost like a cabbage, and then by Easter time it will start to flower. Yeah. And so it'll be one of the first big nectar things for the bees. Oh, um, Arthur, you know oh, this community garden, I've been trying to work on a meadow that we've got mm. there, but it's been a real job because it's in an old slum place where they, you know, they knocked down all the houses and then with all mm. the rubble they covered it like with um, a felt. Oh no. And then they put the soil in. So that's where our meadow is. Right. So actually, you only, and everything like, I planted all these like a mixture of seeds, but nothing really grew. And then I realised mm. with all this sort of felt. They couldn't get through that they membrane. They couldn't get through oh, the membrane. Oh, mm. So we started to like pull some of it up, but obviously that's a big job. So yeah. I'm going to. Um, we managed to pull a few bits up oh, last well week. Done. Yeah, so I'm going to try to plant some more seeds mm. this autumn. Because autumn's the time to sow a lot of seeds. Yeah. I think people think, oh, you have to do everything in spring. Mm -hmm. But actually, with, with the milder winters especially, there's a lot of things that will get through the winter. Yeah. Hardy annuals, they're called, things that can survive a bit of frost. Mm. And then come the spring, because they've had the winter to grow a little bit, they're much bigger and stronger plants. Mm. Can you um, just pass the water, please, Esther? Yeah. Thank mm. Arthur. That's a James jug, by the way, Arthur. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love glass. It's a very plain jug. No, it's good, though, for flowers, because plain glass means all the flowers get all the attention. Ooh, yeah. Yes, true. I don't like all these decorative, mm. jazzy things with flowers mm. in in your house, have you got like, do you have lots of vases of flowers? My mum's house is very much like this mill yard, yeah. which was what my flower yard book was based at. Yeah. Because I didn't fledge, I, I stayed at home till I was, you know, 26. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that's my poor mum, she's got all these hens on nests and vases, you know, she's got it all there. Because I live with my partner James and he is mm -hmm. into interior design. Yeah. And it's not minimalist, but it's very much his look. Yeah. Um, but I've just taken on a small little office yeah. in a village next door that I cycled to. Mm -hmm. So all my stuff's there. So, you know, there's just a shelf at the moment covered in old sweet pea pods and feathers, mm -hmm. every, you know, flamingo feathers and bonkers. 
But yeah, I like I like my house to be like yours, just covered in lovely things. I bet has anyone asked you for um, one of your hens to be on a tattoo? No, actually. Mm. Because um, my no. daughter's got um, she's got quite a few tattoos, and when I saw your illustrations, I thought, oh my god, they would be just the perfect tattoos. I just mm. if you want, you know, you could imagine them the little hens walking mm. around your wrist or something. I was thinking there's such. Is that Gloria? No, Gina's got tattoos. She's got a tattoo of Meg, our old dog, who was white. That's why I've got all those cosmos in the garden. Oh. Because she was white, she died on Christmas Day. Mm. And so I painted, painted um, put all those white cosmos. I love Ooh. cosmos, I think I they're know. fantastic. They, they are, are. And they keep on giving, don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, they don't get any of the, they're much easier than dailies, to be honest. But mm. this is flower and flower. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do. Well, you'll have to come to Perchill and see Sarah in action in her garden because the garden is just full of really? of bees and Sarah doesn't keep bees but all honeybees locally and the wild bumblebees and but the butterflies are incredible. Oh my goodness, um, we'd love yeah. that, wouldn't we, Jane? Yes. They love a dahlia called Blue Bayou, which is in that arrangement. Oh, and Blue the, Bayou, that's the, a song. The butterflies just, I think because it's blue, they can see that colour more. Wow. Um, Actually, Arthur, that. I forgot. To, did I put any water in? Or did you already have water in I there? I think top them up. Top them up. Because I've carried them. Do you them. want your candle? Oh, it's a lovely container. You, you, can, you can keep that. I think that'd fit in there well here. Oh, yeah. Arthur! I love. Yeah, I love. You know what? I love to save old treacle tins. <clears throat> oh, yes. You know the golden syrup ones yes. with the yes. lion on. They look lovely for flowers. Um, what do you want this back? No, you keep it. Oh my god. But she's going to start crying I again. think what we should do, Esther, though, with that pelagonium foliage is maybe take it out and we can make cuttings out of that. So if I take um, cuttings out of it, then I put the, what do we do? Put it in a vase and get them to grow the roots? In a little pot of soil. Shall we do that now? Oh, yeah. And what's lovely with these is, you know, if you want a lovely perfume bath, mm. just chuck a few leaves in the bath in the boiling water, the whole bathroom smells of Turkish delight. Ah, oh, oh, no. It's the kind, is it? it's yeah, delight, it's the kind it? of thing in Liberty or Harrods, you'll pay a fortune for this to be in anything. But you can grow it yourself. So the, are these bits that you're going to put into the compost? Are these bits? These, these bits are what are going to hopefully root and the leaves I'm taking off. And what are you going to do with the leaves? Esther can save them and maybe have a nice bath, bath tonight. Yeah. Have a bath. Well, you could take mm -hmm. some home. Have a sexy bath together in Turkish Delight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. With his squeaky teeth. Not with his toenails. <laughs> Is he like rumpled silk skin with his toenails? <laughs> yes. Squeaky teeth and rumpled nails. <laughs> Poor well, and you could wear the ear defenders in the bath. Oh, I definitely will, and, yeah. and a blindfold. Oh, and yeah. then you'll just only smell the Turkish delight. Yeah. I don't mind looking at him, but not his toes. Oh, no. That's alright. And then there's something else in here that you'll have to give a sniff to. Ooh. That is lemon verbena, <gasps> which lovely. makes a gorgeous That's very tea. Subtle, isn't it? Yeah, but in 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 tea, it's beautiful. Wow! Um, and that makes a really good pot plant, and I think more people will have that because it's very mm. heat resistant. Very, very Gosh, pretty. It's much more like it's so subtle, isn't mm. it? But I'm going to sneeze now. Oh, nice. All these scents are going to make me sneeze. Mm. Mm. But you'll be amazed what that tastes like tonight in some tea, Esther. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Was that you? I thought that was the dog. <laughs> oh, it's it's All these scents are making me go. <laughs> Jane's got a very special sneeze. Mm -mm. Are you going to have a bath tonight? Oh no. 
Why? With all these leaves? <laughs> oh, okay then. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm due a bath. Not I've not leaves, got a bath. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd take some back with me. I'll never shower. Are you a shower girl? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't. Well, I am actually a shower girl because when I did have a bath, I never used it. Oh, well, very rarely. But so, I will have yeah. a bath. Mm. In the yes. Maybe I could fill up my basin and sit in my basin with these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your water trough on the allotment. I think if Fab Fab came back. Adina maybe would have become like a herbalist. Do you think so? I can imagine that, yes. I can mm. imagine Bubbles' desk just surrounded by Afro-Virgins. Yes, yes I think you? so. An apocrypha. Yes. <laughs> can imagine her saying that, can't you? Definitely. <laughs> Kate Moss has got a new skincare range, yeah, hasn't and, she? And tea bags. Oh, mm. tea bags? Mm. What's the, what are the tea bags? F- floral tea. Oh, floral oh, tea, nice. Dawn da- da- tea, I think it's called. And it's not obviously caffeinated? No. No, she was at Howard's yesterday in a big pink silk dressing gown. Was she? Mm. Ready for bed? Well, it launched. (laughs) I think it launched, though, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Probably wasn't a dressing gown. It's probably a vintage beautiful, but it looked very beautiful on her. And I think I think what what Kate's done is bought in all these botanicals. I think she, I think geranium's in it, the pelargoniums, but it's called Cosmos, of course, because it's Cosmos, Mm. Miss Moss. Oh, Mm. yeah, of course, Cosmos. Clever. Lives down the road. Does she? Mm. Oh. Yeah, I've grown her actual cosmos this year. Oh wow! Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. She loves carnations. Does Smell she? of carnations. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I've worked with Kate Moss, I and know. she actually gave me something. She gave me um, a, a cigarette um, musical box. Um, so you you put your cigarettes in it, not that I smoke, mm. um, and uh, and it's lovely. And the, the musical box goes round, and then it opens up to reveal. All this compartment inside that mm. hold the cigarettes. She's amazing at presents. Notice that. So lovely. So you thoughtful. Mm. Can't stop smelling these. <laughs> oh, so gorgeous. Well, if one roots, you'll eventually take one down to Brighton. I hope. Yeah. In a few months' time. Oh yes. Mm. And have some lovely pots. Yeah. Terracotta pots. That's what Joanna said, didn't she, Patsy? I'm not sure how many pots Joanna's got. I know, but she said when they were talking about Harvey Nicks, what did they sell? Terracotta pots. Yeah. I've sent Joanna quite a few roses over the years. Have you? Yeah. There is a Joanna Lumley rose, isn't there? Yes, yellow, I think. Is it? Is mm. it? I've sent her Summer Song. Mm. When, yeah, because she did a, a piece for my book on the cover. Oh. Um, ravishing. She's lovely. She's wonderful. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG.
So did your mum used to have an allotment or did you just walk through the allotment? No, she used to take us to school through them. Um, and we had a, my grandma and granddad had a friend called John and he had an allotment. Yeah. And he had about 30 chickens and scarecrows that were made up of his own grandson's old clothes. Oh. And he was Polish. Yeah. And he was a lovely man. And yeah. my granddad did demolition jobs. Yeah. And John had a greenhouse made out of all these old doors. Oh. So you never knew which door was the actual door. Oh, that um, sounds lovely. But these allotments are very snazzy. Yeah. Are the chickens on any of the plots? Yeah, so we did um, We did have chickens. Um, and I actually joined the chicken club. The chicken club. But to be honest with you, Arthur, oh, mm. it wasn't... It made me feel a bit unnerved because my chickens were so like... Love. Oh, oh, sorry about you. Watch your foot. Oh, flip. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a. We don't want to turn into casualty. Oh no. Um, yeah. So they had a lot of mites and oh, stuff. Oh no. It was a bit difficult. So I didn't last long in the chicken club, and shortly after it dissolved. It dissolved. Oh. Did you have to dress up as a chicken? <laughs> no, I didn't dress up as a chicken. But, um, Sounds yeah, like you ended up cleaning them out. Yeah. yeah. I dressed up as a bee before, but. Um, no, I didn't dress up as a chicken. Maybe mm. that might have helped them. I think they had. I, did, I think they did have a lot of mental health issues. What the chickens? chickens? Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't much enrichment for oh them. Oh dear. Know. I don't understand why people keep chickens like that. I know. It was a yeah. bit like cold it. Yeah, it can easily look like that a chicken yeah. one, can't it? Slum. Yeah. Yeah. And I think animals. Well, we all need a bit of enrichment, don't we, to keep us going? Mm. So. Definitely. Oh, look at those pumpkins. Yes. Very lovely. Beautiful. I love the cattle troughs. Yeah. Mm. They'd be good for your... They'd make water in there quick, don't they? Because you can just dunk. Yeah. Mm. Is there a waiting list for these allotments? Yeah, it's about four years. Wow. Yeah. God. Oh, look at that one. Someone's done a water garden. Oh, yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? Mm. But do you think they have, or do you think that's just naturally occurred? Because a few of them are like that. Really? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, look at the little boot. <laughs> Is that soap? It looks like soap, doesn't it? <laughs> soap on a rock. <laughs> so in this allotment, Esther, you know, as Arthur was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. do, do people cut back their stuff in the, um, you know, the autumn, mm -hmm. um, heading towards winter, or do they wait till spring on the whole? Well, I think a lot of people, like Arthur was saying, you know, are becoming more aware, but I think, yeah, there's a real tradition of cleaning up. Tidying. Mm. And tidying, mm. and I think, you know... But you leave yours? Well, I didn't even... I mean, I... At work, I tend to tidy up, but here I, I do leave a mess, as you'll soon see. Oh, they're all like little... But looking at all this, all the apple trees, and it is like a, a haven, isn't it? Oh, it is. Look at the grapes. No. Quite a thing, isn't it? If you've got a plot in the middle of here, how would you get a shed in or anything? Well, quite an know, art to yeah, it, it all. Is. Gosh, I love that. Look at that from Virgil. Well, come down here. Who's this? Is this this is Jenny, my friend. Is this Jenny's? I'm going to introduce you to her, but you might remember her. Hello. <laughs> I do remember you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Lovely to see you. Oh, thank you so much for coming to my turf. Thank you for inviting us. It means so much to oh, me. It really I want to does. take a photo and send it to oh, Sarah. No. <laughs> 
It's so nice. And and Josie. Josie will fall about laughing. She really, she really will. You've done really well. I've got to show you around quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was yours by the... Sunset Susans, oh, Black really? Eyed Susans. Sunset come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, these, these, Jane, Black Eyed Susans. Yeah, come on, I've got to show you something. I'm going to hold your hand, you don't mind, yeah. do you? You've taught me so much on that train journey. Uh, yes, because you were going home, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, and you yeah. were going to King's Cross. Nottingham. And, yeah, yeah, to Nottingham. But you taught me something really important, and it was about the health of the soil. Ah, and have you it been mulching? Cru- yeah, it, it was absolutely crucial. For me. Mm. Oh, it's raining. So, oh, so, yeah. So we'll quickly go up here, and then you can you can yeah. go. And we'll have to scoot off. Yeah, we'll have to scoot. All right. <laughs> well, well, we've had to get away from the rain and come into the shed. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's fabulous. I mean, you've got a disco ball going on, mm. pom poms, and egg cups, and tea lights, and yeah. mirrors. I've got mm. lipstick over there. Yeah, well. it's like oh, a yeah. makeup shed. Yeah. We had a party near once, didn't we? Yes. I won't believe it. It looks so beautiful over the allotment. It, it looks like a Monet. It doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Everything's really just does. blending in and beautiful. I can hear the ring neck parakeets. Feels very exotic. Mm. Don't get them in Nottingham. <laughs> they've not they've not ventured that far mm. yet. What's in your casserole dish? Oh, a nice Lancashire hot pot, Jane. Ready for you. <laughs> I can't. I've got thoughts now. I'm a veggie. <laughs> How long have you been a veggie, Jane? Uh, since the first lockdown. Mm. Are you a veggie? I used to be. I, I'll eat meat if I know where it's from. Yes, but, exactly. And when I say where it's from, I want to see the farm and I want to really know where it's from. Yeah, good. And I don't eat chicken. No. I just can't. I know, it's really hard. No, when you, yeah. with your babies. Yeah. I like fish. I, I'd eat, I eat a lot of fish, to mm. be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I love prawns. Love the MS prawn that's five pounds, the finest one. Oh, nice. <laughs> the prawn sandwich. Mm. <laughs> Do you eat lamb. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I do, I don't mind lambs so much because I know it's at least been in the field grazing. Mm-hmm. And they're not really lambs, are they? They are quite big when they go. Yeah. But not mu- not much. Like, yeah. If, there's a, if I'm in a restaurant, I wouldn't have meat. Would you to be? I've swallowed a wasp once by mistake, swigging a can of Fanta. Did it sting your throat? Luckily not. <gasps> wow, Somehow. it must have drowned before yes. it got there. But I think if it had, you'd end up in A&E, wouldn't you? Mm. Oh, God, yeah. God, there's so many things we want to ask Arthur. Arthur, do you think you'll be able to come back I, one day? I um, would love to come back. Because then we can do a proper tour, can't we, of the... Yeah. Um, I've noticed yeah. you've got your plant labels. Shall I write one for these pelagoniums? Oh, mm. yes, please. While we're here. Yes. Yeah. And I'll put the date on it. Right, so, so we've got... So can you talk us through it? So we've, so we've filled this plastic pot up quite deep, Rom. Yeah. While we were at the kitchen table, we took off a lot of the foliage because mm-hmm. that's going to give these the best chance of putting energy into rooting. Yeah. And because they've got quite strong stems, you could just push them around the side of the pot. And the reason you put them around the side of a pot is because mm-hmm. it's hotter. Yeah. Oh. And the heat, now it's a bit milder in September, will help the stems to yeah. To just think, oh, it's, we can root. So they're nice and cosy. Okay. Will you give that a water as well? Yeah, Arthur? absolutely, yeah. I'll go and get some water while I've attacked the town. And the polytunnel should be perfect because it's nice and warm in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to keep them watered, though. Yeah, but not really wet because oh, these right. are quite, you know, Mediterranean-y. So if they get too wet, they could, they could start to rot. Mm. So 
it's the case of just looking at the leaves. The leaves will tell you it almost looks like they need a bit of moisturiser. Right. Bigger floppy. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they'll take, they, sh- they should root. By, by Christmas, they should be looking a little bit like they're doing their own thing. And then probably by April, I still be able to tempt this pot out, and a few at least should have rooted, mm-hmm. and they can all go into their own individual pot then. Oh, amazing. You have one on your balcony. Yeah, yeah. So fantastic. I'll give it a water, Arthur. Perfect. Top it up a little bit. Oh, it smells nice. I've got, uh, I'll be getting a bit of better compost. Do you think I've had a bit left of that good compost, but not much? This should be fine for them because they're quite, they're not greedy plants. They're not greedy guts, like no, No. not like your veggies. Okay, then that's fabulous. So, should I put that in the polytunnel now? Then definitely go in the middle. Thanks, Arthur. I hope at least one of them does root. It'll be disappointing if they all just die. (laughs) Oh, well, after all this. Things do die and mm. some things live. Well, I think we don't want this podcast to end because we're so enjoying Mar- Arthur Parkinson being here. But I think it's time for some cake. Mm. Just dry the plate on my breast. <laughs> and that spatula. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to use them for something. Right, so... Um, <laughs> and we're eating these this plum cake underneath the plum tr- plums tree where it came mm. from. And the plums are lovely, so sweet. Mm. I love the little pine nuts on top of the cake as well. Mm. Well, I've had such a lovely day <laughs> in your little world, Esther. Mm. And so lovely to meet Jane Aww. from Little Voice. And thank you for making me laugh. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank really you. delightful. And it's nice to have somebody young, a bit of youth <laughs> on our show. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded salacious. <laughs> Youth patch to absorb (laughs) while there's still a bit of youth in me. Enjoy it while it lasts. Queen Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard and partly recorded at the Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy Mae Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from the hive. Queen Bees is a hat trick podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.